lot of times they're giving doctors a standard contract. Is there really any room to negotiate? To negotiate? Yeah. It's important to understand the contract, what it says, and the risk in it, even if nothing is going to change, right? For example, the schedule. If they say, look, you're going to take more call for no money, maybe that impacts the way you look at it. Because if you're working with maybe four physicians on J1 waivers, and they all four leave in two years, now you now call it from one in 10 to one in six, and you don't get paid more. That's a big deal. So did the contract change? No. But did you understand the risk behind the section? Yeah. Have you heard of the Healthy Conversations podcast? If you're looking for a podcast that moves the health conversation forward, then I highly recommend Healthy Conversations, the acclaimed podcast from CVS Health. Hosted by Dr. Daniel Kraft, the Harvard and Stanford-trained physician scientist, Healthy Conversations provides both inspiration and cutting-edge information about the forefront of medical practice. You can find it wherever you're listening to Docs Outside the Box, and don't forget to subscribe. And to make it easier, the link is in the show notes. Hi, everyone. We're back, and we're talking with John Apino, founder of Contract Diagnostics. Um, John has been here on two other occasions, so if you haven't caught those episodes, you should definitely go back and listen to those first two episodes. But we are here talking about contract negotiations, specifically in this segment, talking about working with a negotiator and what that's like. Welcome back, John. Hey, always fun with you guys. Same of shirt. Course. I see. So happy to hang out. Do you change your shirts at all? I only got one. I mean, oh, I've got, I've got tank tops and this one shirt with a collar on it. I don't have scrubs. I need scrubs. I figured... You know, I trust me. I you don't want to wear scrubs. Off my massive biceps, or I'm in my one collar shirt. So I should trust get me, some, the scrub uh, parts are very custom. scrubs are very restricted. You don't want that. Trust me. No, they look like pajamas. They look fantastic. <laughs> well, I don't feel like I'm getting ready to go to bed when I got scrubs. On. <laughs> Just leave it to you like that. So, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, look. Let's let's uh, let's talk about you know what it's like working with a, a doctor or a healthcare professional and you and what is the optimal scenario yeah. to make sure that this is one a quick process of contract review as well as a quick process of negotiations hospital gets what they want physician nurse crna whoever may be they get what they want everybody's happy so what is your optimal client what's that relationship normally look like um, I mean, you know, we work with anybody from, I mean, it's, we work with people who it's, um, we can timestamp this, right? I mean, it's September of 2023 and we've done 2026 contracts, right? So people who are finishing training in 26, I worked with a podiatrist that is signing for 2025, um, two days, three days ago. Um, so you know, I think who is the right person? It could be somebody in training, somebody early who signed their first contract and they're obviously wanting to do full due diligence on the position. And is this the right place to take their themselves or their family and their skill set to earn dollars and and uh, and and, and, and you know, provide the services they've trained so hard for? Or the, the transitioning position, somebody who's been out of training for 10 years, you know, who's moving from one job to the next or you know, um, or somebody who's selling their practice at a hospital, and they're going to step down in a few years. I think anybody who's going through a process, um, or even a physician who's been around for 10 years and just wants to see if their compensation is fair. I think any physician that is maybe curious is the word, 
is a great person for us. So curious about, is the contract fair? Am I paid my fair value? Um, could I be making more? How do I discuss this? What the hell does this thing say? Right? So I think whatever somebody, I think the right person will be someone who's curious um, about what they're signing. Do they need to have Which, any, honestly, should, I think do they need to have any baseline knowledge? Like do, you know, like for example, when I'm working with my CPA, no. like there's all these questions. Like I feel like do I need to know how to add <laughs> more so than that. But there's like all of these tax laws that you don't understand from a CPA standpoint, or when you go to your mechanic, yeah. right? Like, I don't understand the language. I'm not going to ask, but should I read up on this? Should I watch YouTube videos? Like, no, who, no. What kind of knowledge no. I mean, should that's they come in with? For. That's, what, that's what we're here for. So, I mean, if people want to learn and study, we've got free educational um, uh, webinars that we do. We've got all kinds of great static content on our website. We've got you know information everywhere and videos like this all over the place to help teach. If they're curious, they want to get a baseline knowledge. Um, but when it comes to them coming through our system, we take everything and make it super easy and hyper easy. So, you know, for someone to go through a crash course and try to learn everything you need to know that we've learned over the 12 plus years and the tens of thousands of physicians, people say, here's a scenario that we learned from. Here's another scenario that we learned from, just like with different patients that react differently to different medications. It's one thing to, I see what this medicine does clinically based on the book. It's another thing I see in practice, right? So we can share all of that information with the physician when they come through our system in a very efficient, smooth process from signing up on your cell phone you know, during a conference to having a call with us at any time that's easy for them from six in the morning until nine at night to getting everything detailed in an email from them that they can just send to the employer or discuss with the employer from. So they don't need to come with any background knowledge. In fact, we work with a lot of physicians and the first thing they say is, John, I've never done this before, you know, and I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. So I'm hoping you can dial it down for me and we'll take a paragraph this big and we'll condense it to two sentences. And then we'll say, so what does this mean for you? It means this next section, you know, um, and we'll take four pages of a, of a, of a I exhibit that talks about compensation, a very complex compensation plan. And we'll boil it down to four sentences. And we'll tell them how this impacts them and what they need to know. And then, of course, it's one thing to say, here's what, here's what it is and what you need to know. And then it's another thing to say, and then here's how you communicate that to the employer. So we'll, we'll, we're constantly saying, you know, if I was you, here's how I would say it. It's almost to give them the verbiage with, um, you know, uh, and again, it's very, a, a pediatrician might ask for something very different than a, than a trauma surgeon, but we'll customize it to their approach. Have you ever disagreed with a client? For example, a client says, let's say a, a contract says 300000 and they're saying, you know what? I think I should be paid $500,000. Obviously, there's never like that big of a gap, of a but, gap <laughs> but I'm using that as an example. Have you ever had to no. negotiate something knowing that this ain't going to work or I disagree with this approach yeah. or maybe my, yeah. my client is hard-headed Absolutely. and they don't understand? What happens in those yeah. situations? Absolutely. Well, it's our job to tell their story, right? It's our job to work on their behalf to get the terms that they want. Um, I also feel it's our job to set reasonable expectations. So if you know they're being they're at they're being offered three hundred and they're asking for five hundred, I can let them know. Look, I don't think that's feasible based on these scenarios. Um, but of course, we're there to help them. And you know maybe we can't get to five hundred. But if we can't get to five hundred, I'm going to find out why. I'm going to find out if anybody else there is making five hundred. I'm going to find out if they've ever started someone at five hundred. 
And so even if the answer is no, we won't give you a 500, I'm going to have the reason, the rationale behind it, just as telling our client they said no. So, um, but we have had disagreements with physician clients before, but it's, it's not, it, it's, it's out of, it's out of, you know, good intent, I guess, if you will. Um, most of our clients will lean on us and say, you've done this thousands and thousands of times. I trust you. Um, no different than I go to my doctor. And I mean, sometimes my doctor says I should take a medicine and I think maybe I want to change my diet instead. It doesn't mean that I don't think that he or she made a good judgment call. It might mean I want to take a different strategy first. And then maybe I go back to their idea and strategy later if my diet doesn't work. So I think there's always a, a way that, um, you know, we have, here's our frame and you can agree or disagree. At the end of the day, it's it's ultimately their choice. Of course, it's their job. We can just provide the details that we that we know are impactful to them, and they can decide to discuss it or not. If you're looking for a podcast that moves the health conversation outside of the box, then I highly recommend Healthy Conversations, the acclaimed podcast from CVS Health, hosted by Dr. Daniel Kraft, the Harvard and Stanford trained physician scientist. Healthy Conversations provides cutting edge information about the forefront of medical practice. On each episode, Dr. Kraft sits down for one-on-one interviews with doctors and tech innovators who are transforming healthcare to address some of the most pressing issues. If you're looking for entrepreneurial inspiration, then I recommend their episode on how the NHS evolved to support physician entrepreneurs. This is where Dr. Kraft interviews Dr. Tony Young of England's National Health Service on medical innovation. Or listen to their recent conversation on neurodiversity with legendary animal behaviorist and autism advocate Tempo Grandin. So look, don't miss out. Listen to Healthy Conversations from CVS Health. It's available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Link is in the show notes. Right. All right. So we are in the Northeast. We worked in Pennsylvania. We live in Jersey. Like there's a lot of consolidation of hospitals going yeah. on. And it just yeah. seems like as the hospitals consolidate, in my opinion, it looks like they have like economies of scale. They have more negotiating power. And it's very difficult, I think, for a doctor to have any type of leverage, long lasting leverage in that situation on a superficial level. So the question I have now is, you know, what I'm, we're starting to see is when you're working with these large hospital systems, I think you mentioned Texas and so forth, wherever it may be, a lot of times they're giving doctors a standard contract. And that standard contract was, is the understanding that there's no negotiation that's going to be changed. The contract for you is the same as a contract for a neurosurgeon, an OB, an ER doc, and there's no room for changing it, take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. That's the impression that we are getting. If I come to you, first of all, what's the point of doing that, of coming to you with a standard contract? And is there really any room to negotiate, to negotiate yeah. in those type of situations where it's a standard contract? Right. right. So we see more and more quote, standard contracts, whereas the, it's the first 10 pages or 15 pages are all the same. We modify Exhibit A, your job description, because you're a cardiologist or you're an anesthesia or you're you know, a, a, a clinic-based physician. Um, and then we modify exhibit B because you're paid 150 or, or, or 250 or 700. And so we see those standardized agreements all the time. Still very important to understand it, right? There's millions of dollars and tons of time and training going into this position. It's important to understand the contract, what it says, and the risk in it, even if nothing is going to change, right? So even if there's nothing that they're going to modify in the contract, 
it doesn't mean that you shouldn't clarify. So there might be a section that they're not going to change, but you have maybe have 10 questions on it. For example, the schedule. Maybe it says you'll take equal call. Well, my one of my questions would be, what happens if yep. there's 10 people now? What happens if two people retire? Right. Oh, well, we do take more call. Oh, well, we bring in locums. Oh, well, we pay you more, right? I mean, there's three different questions that aren't going to make it into the contract or answers that won't make it into the contract. But that would be good questions to ask versus just sign the damn thing and sending it in. Because maybe if they say, look, you're going to take more call um, for no money, maybe that impacts the way you look at it. Because if you're working with you know, maybe four physicians on J1 waivers and they all four leave in two years because their visas are approved, now you now call went from one in 10 to one in six. That's a big deal, right? And you don't get paid more. So did the contract change? No. But did you understand the risk behind the, the section? Yeah. You know, so I think there's a big value to having everything reviewed and understood regardless of negotiable or not. Um, and I, I, again, I think just as you do due diligence, right, it's important to understand what you're signing, what your risk is, and what questions you should ask. But I also think, again, if they say, look, exhibit B is non-negotiable because all the surgeons get paid X dollars and the RVU rate's the same for all yeah, of them. Yeah, we see that. Okay, great. I think there's still questions to ask, right? When was the last time this was updated for the surgeons? What data do you use when you update this for all the surgeons? You know, and maybe they say, oh, well, we update this every three years, but they haven't done it for four years. Why do I want to know why? And is an update coming. And I also feel maybe there's no power with one physician, you know, uh, you know the, the number nine surgeon yeah, going right at the park saying, right I, want, yeah. I want $5 in our view versus all nine surgeons going in and saying, we want an update. Let's talk about it. And one of the things that we do at Contract Diagnostics, we work with a ton of physicians, right? Here's an anesthesia guy. Here's a cardiology gal. Here's a, you know, orthopedic person. We work with lots of one-on-one physicians or PAs or nurse practitioners or CRNAs, um, but we work with groups as well. And so we'll help. Right now, we've got multiple groups that we're working with them on not a physician, but the group. And the power behind a group coming in saying, I'd like an update, um, is very impactful. And so maybe they won't change it for you. But again, if we know, look, we updated every two years and we updated it last year. So it's going to be updated in another year or in another two years. Again, I would still have it reviewed that, uh, and I would also then call us or somebody in two years and say, we all want to talk to you because we want to do a group negotiation because if we can collectively get bargaining power and then go to the hospital and say, we want two bucks more per RVU and the group's performing 70,000 RVUs a year and we get two bucks, you know? I mean, it's 140 grand collective to the group and two bucks, depending on the deal, might be significant. We might be asking for seven. So there's a there's a surgery group right now that we're working with and we're asking for a big bump from where they are on an RVU basis. And the group's doing 67,400 RVUs a year. Four of them are doing the work of, of 5.3 90th percentile positions. So they have a lot of negotiating ability, but they pay all of them the same. So if they hire a new person, they get paid the same. So that person has no power, but the group of four of them together has a ton. And that's where we're that's where we're spending a lot of time on at contract diagnostics. That's I, I hope the people listen and they pay attention to that because you know, yeah. in general, physicians, whether it's residency, I'm studying on or medical school, I'm studying on my own and Doing the story, the stories of ripping pages pages out of a book so nobody else can understand. Like very competitive, right? Very competitive. And yeah. when you start residency or even medical school, it's look to your left, look to your right, this person won't be here. So it's that 
Yep. I'm for me, I'm on my own and so forth. Yeah. But there is a power in collective bargaining, so oh, to speak. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a very interesting notion. So that way. Yeah. 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 And I mean, with consolidation in everything, it's been more so like that. And it's going to continue to get that way. And that's why we encourage physicians, whether it's one of the tens of thousands we've worked with in the past, to give us a call again, um, or whether it's something that we've never talked with, um, to do a free consult, right? Um, you know, join one of our webinars. I mean, read some of our content. Um, you know, have us look at your contract, and if we think there's room, negotiate for everybody. Um, so there's lots of different ways that we can be involved and maybe help one doctor or maybe help ten. Um, but it's definitely you know, it, 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 it's that baseline, right? It's like you know, I, I I get my cholesterol checked all the time. I get a calcium score because I want to know what's going on. So. Just in that situation, a physician having, we have uh, what's called a compensation checkup. We have a tool called Compensation RX, and it's under 300 bucks. We don't look at your contract, but we look at your compensation. And you tell me, look, I, John, I did 10,000 RVUs last year. I made X dollars, and we compare the tables. We have a 30-minute call with you, and we provide you information. And now you know, you know, again, did I make a lot of money? Different question than was I paid fair? So some physicians, they say, you know, are you fairly compensated? I think so. I make 300 grand or 700 grand. I mean, that's a lot of money to most people. But again, if you should be making 750, your 700 is still a lot of money, but it's not fair. And so we have an under 300 hour tool that you can find out, are you being paid fairly? And if not, now we can negotiate either for you or on behalf of everybody. And that's where we, 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 we find some of you know, as we were, Again, how do you know that I'm sick if I don't if I don't come and get my A1Cs checked, right? Um, I could look healthy, but I'm on the inside be very unhealthy. And so I do my cholesterol, my checkups, and you probably see it a lot with organizations or hospitals that have had a very stable uh, crew, like a mm-hmm. stable amount of doctors, maybe for five or six yeah. years, seven years, and they haven't presented a new contract. Because now a new person is coming in six or seven years later. They're so evergreen contract. Yeah, yeah. You have an old yeah. contract. They just automatically renew every single year. Same thing, same thing. And the, the doctors don't complain because they're they're in the groove, you know? And you know, they're making money and that's fine. And you know, but we talked in one of our previous episodes on the discrepancies sometimes between male and female pay. And this brings that up as well. Because we could look at somebody's contract and say, look, you know, you're producing at the 72nd percentile and you're getting paid at the 60th. So there's a gap, right? And, now, and then again, we can coach them on how do you have that conversation or we can do it for them, whether it's individual or a group. But I think getting, again, getting that baseline checkup, right? I go get my oil, my oil change in my car before the oil's all gone, right? I get my cholesterol checked before it's 300. I get... You know, fill in the blank, right? With how you want to do maintenance on certain things, you should definitely should have maintenance on your compensation. It's your biggest asset. It's not your house. It's not your retirement account. It's being able to earn hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars every single year for the next five or 10 or 20 or 30 years. So making sure that you, you keep an eye on that investment by having it checked on through compensation RX or a different something else, I think is absolutely vital. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for sharing that, John. I mean, we all know 
Money is extremely important. <laughs> we all need it as a major resource. So I'm sure the audience's ears have perked up for this particular conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but thank or, you so or, much. Or even, even, even how do you, I mean, how do you take less money and work less, right? I mean, we, we see all these articles on burnout and the, the, the difference between a position of today versus a position of yesterday. I mean, you know, when my mom was, was, uh, when I grew up, she was a practicing physician. And I remember when she was, um, I, I knew a lot of the physicians, of course, in the small town I grew up in and, you know, they all worked till 76, 80 hours a week. That's yeah. What they no did, thanks. you know, that's all they were. All they were was a physician. They didn't want, they didn't care about going and skiing in, you know, in whatever town and taking, you know, 10 weeks off a year to go uh, to Europe and all these other things where the younger physician now is like, I don't need to have my career that big a part of my life. I want to commit to my craft and I want to earn a good living, but I want to balance it. And so it's, yeah, money is very, very important, but also how to balance it with life and burnout and everything else because the burnout position who doesn't make anything, you know, again, you, you harm your biggest, uh, your biggest asset. So, yeah, the tides have definitely changed. Definitely. Yeah. Which again, comes all the way back to what we talked about. The story matters, right? The physician stories matter, not just, you know, you live here and the, the computer screen says you should make this much. So there's a difference. No, no, the story matters. That's why we're here to hear your story and talk with people through the process. So they understand what's going on. Yeah. Thank you, John. Well, tell us um, how the audience can get in contact with you um, and start working with contract diagnostics. Uh, I mean, super easy. Contractdiagnostics.com. I'm sure there'll be links here or here yeah. or here or whatever. <laughs> Everywhere. And, um, and uh, you know, they can just, yeah, they can info at contractdiagnostics.com. They can email. They can call our uh, number. I don't know what the number is. You guys, take house, you guys take house calls, right? <laughs> you do house calls, right? We do. We have a new premium service where we <laughs> hop on a plane and come bring dinner and, you know, um, um, yeah, call us for custom pricing on that one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So no, it's super easy. They group can, pricing only. Group pricing only. Pricing only. Call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Discount, discount for, for, for uh, doctors on the box, you know, but, um, but no, they, they can, they can click, they have, we have a free 15 minute consult on our web, on our website. They can book it with anybody. We are open six in the morning until nine at night. Um, they can sign up for a free webinar. There's all kinds of different ways. Um, but just type us into the internet machine and, and see what pops up. Awesome. Thank you so much, John. This was our third and unfortunately last series with you for now, but I hope that our for audience now, got, now, yeah, for now, for now, yes. for now, but I hope everybody got a really good sense of why it's important to negotiate, you know, what you need to do in order to really get the best um, experience with a negotiator, but also what, what do you do to get just kind of the best life after you signed on a dotted line? So closed mouths don't get fed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So thank you so much again, exactly. John and yeah. everyone out there. Make sure you check out contract diagnostics at contractdiagnostics.com. Thanks guys. Always a blast. <laughs> thank you, John.